more powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Lincoln, 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 go bingo, banana, pineapple, bingo, feet, fine, oh, Lincoln. Lincoln. They say this cat Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. You are listening to the Lincoln Wear Show. Filling in for him is Raven Monday. I am, I literally just went live on the Facebook. So if you want to check out the Facebook Live, you can go ahead and tune in to the Buzz page. Um, we're sitting here going over some show prep. And it's a lot to talk about, first of all. It's a lot to talk about in the news this week. I'm going to try to jump into everything that I, that's in front of me, but I ain't going to lie to y'all. It's, I got a lot in front of me. I want to talk about um, something that apparently didn't even, like, come across my radar last year. Maybe it did, and I just didn't fully remember everything that was happening with the case. But I was sitting here just now reading the um, the details about this Jalen Walker shooting. Um, I... I don't know why I, I I don't really recall this shooting. Like maybe it was some, and it happened here in Ohio, uh, in Akron. And I maybe, I feel like I remember the name, but I don't really remember knowing all the details of the story. I just watched the, the, the video footage of somebody, one of the officers, um, body cam footage of the altercation um, I just read some of the details. They shot this man 46 times. Um, it was supposed to be a routine traffic stop. They were trying to pull him over for some equipment issues or something like that. That's what they called it. Um, he failed to stop. They pursued him on the highway and then he turned off onto some city streets. At one point, um, the car, he slowed the car down and he got out the car through the passenger side door. Um, as the car continued to roll forward, they tried to stop and they, they chased after him. They tried to stop him with stun guns and then that didn't work. So they opened fire. Again, he was shot about 46 times, um, which it just sounds excessive. Is it just me? Does that not sound extremely excessive? They're also saying that during the the police chase that he fired, they that they that he fired his weapon. Um, after the fact, they did find said weapon along with a gold wedding ring and a full magazine sitting on the driver's side of the car. So it wasn't the car the the gun wasn't on him as they were chasing him. the the body cam footage that I saw I don't recall hearing or seeing any gun fire as they were like I feel like the gun the body cam footage that I saw started after the chase was had already begun um just kind of was sitting here catching up on that so that I could talk about the update of this story which is that all eight of those officers are now back on active duty or not, it's not all of them, because I think it was more than eight, but eight of those officers involved in his shooting are back on active duty. Um, 
Akron Captain Michael Miller in a statement cited a state investigation and an Ohio grand jury's decision against indicting any officers in the June 2022 shooting death of Walker. Um, They decided against that indictment. And so he said, as a result, all eight officers are back on full time active duty. Miller also said the department's internal probe of the shooting is going through a final legal review and is expected to be released at the end of November. So basically what we pretty much could expect is that there will be nothing done. The family did sue. I believe they have a $45 million suit against the city and the department. Um, the police chief, Steve Milet announced last month that he would retire at the end of the year. At the time of the shooting, Walker was said to be grieving his fiance's recent death and his family and Anthony Pearson and assistant state attorney general said his actions that night were out of character. Pearson says, by all accounts, he was a good person, a good man. Attorneys for the eight officers released a statement earlier calling the shooting a tragedy for the entire community, including Walker's family and all of the officers who were involved. A split second decision to use lethal force is one that every police officer hopes he or she will never be forced to make. It's a very sad situation. Um, And again, I am. I just I remember the name, but I don't know if I really paid attention to the story when it was announced and just like reading the the details about it it isn't it's not one of those black and white stories where at least to me I can't speak for nobody else it's one of those stories where you look at it and you're like okay there are certain things here that if true you can see why they responded with excessive force but how excessive is too excessive I think is the question when it comes to this case because if they feel like you know he was shooting out the window during the police chase so if he jumped out of his car and he reached for his waistband he might pull out said gun that he used to shoot at us with during the chase and try to kill somebody you can kind of justify meeting that with excessive force but how excessive is too excessive like where do you put what what are the parameters around how excessive you can be that's my question i would love to hear from from julie johnson or you know rep representative thomas um regarding this do you think these officers should have either should have been able to keep their jobs did they make the right decision is 46 being shot 46 times excessive should they have checked the car or should they have had somebody check the car as they were you know conducting the foot pursuit to make sure that he still had the gun on him like what do you what do you do here would would the outcome be any different if they knew if all officers on the scene knew that he no longer had the weapon they suspected him to have that it was left in the car after he got out of it i'm 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 curious i want to hear your thoughts and i think part of the reason why i wasn't as hip to this story as i usually am because i've heard me say this before but when uh, lately when these kinds of stories come about i just tend to kind of like I, I I read the headline, I kind of get a gist for what happened, and then I move on because I have been in that place where every one of these stories that pops up, I am fully invested and I get into my emotions and I'm, I'm it, it, it messes up my 
my my peace it 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 creates a spirit of anger inside myself that I just don't always want to be attached to it's very traumatic to be black in America and and deal with our uh, you know racially like discriminatory systems and and still be expected to to go forth and live a productive life it's very challenging at times and so I I I pick and choose I ain't gonna lie I pick and choose when I want to be upset because it's, it's it's survival for me at this point if I if I chose to be upset at every single one of these kinds of stories I would be mad I would truly be the mad black woman that they want me to be and I would have every valid reason to be so. And so instead of, of of lending myself to that stereotype, I try to I try to like protect my peace. But it just I, I couldn't help but to to look into this deeper and to read cause cause when you hear something about, you know, somebody being shot 46 times by police you kind of have to look at it and 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 pose that question how excessive is too excessive how terrible is your aim if you like i I don't know because i ain't never shot a gun before y'all i think the last time y'all heard me speaking right here on on the bus i don't know if it was my saturday show or what but I said I, I mentioned how uncomfortable I am around guns. So I'm not finna sit up here and act like I'm any kind of gun expert. I'm not. But how like there are multiple officers on the scene. Between like between the eight of y'all, because I think it was more officers on the scene than just the eight. But between the eight of y'all, let's just go to eight. Between the eight of y'all, how terrible is your aim? And it might, it might must not be that terrible if y'all landed forty six shots. Like how excessive is too excessive? Why couldn't y'all achieve? Like why was the goal to at that point to keep? Because again, and I I don't know. The 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 body cam footage that I saw wasn't all that clear. You couldn't even really see the see the bullets hit him. How many shots does it take to to apprehend a suspect? If he reaches for his waistband and you never even see him point the gun in your direction, you just see him reach for his waistband. As he is his facing away from you, as he's running away from you. He ain't even like looking you in the eye. He's running away from you. How's it, how excessive is too excessive? In that moment, do you not choose to shoot to apprehend and not shoot to kill? I could see if he was looking at you gun drawn with, with the gun pointed at you, but like, I don't know. I need to talk to somebody who knows something about something. 513-749-1230 is the, is the number. But I just, I want to answer that question today. How excessive is too excessive? That's in the news. Those eight officers, like I said, who were involved in that shooting are back on active duty. Um, 
I want to know your thoughts, your feelings about that. Call me at 513-749-1230. Also in the news, a bunch of different things. Um, locally, I want to talk about what's happening at Coleraine. There is, let me see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Um, uh, The a group of Coleraine students are outraged after the school says the dance club no longer meets requirements. Students at Coleraine High School are outraged this week after the school said their dance team no longer meets club requirements. The administration said the move means that the current coaches cannot be involved going forward. On Monday, most of the dance team members and their now former coaches took part in a protest, calling the decision unfair and unjust, partly because the organization has been entirely self-funded. As part of the demonstration, a group of about a dozen protesters chanted, keep our coaches. The group also seemed to get plenty of support as cars honked their horns in support of the cause. The dance team was informed on Friday that they would be transitioning into the Coleraine High School drill team. In a letter addressed to the team, it said that the team moved from a dance club to working with the band and coordinating routines with the band's music, making them in alignment with the drill team. This is according to the school. And that means that the coaches and parents who have built up the program are out of jobs with the team. As a result of reclassifying the club and due to the alignment with the current job description, we are required by our union agreement and state law to post the position through our human resources office and offer the position to a current staff member and not rely on a volunteer to supervise the team. This was um, in a letter to kind of announce this move that they were making. And there is a lot of outrage from students, from parents. Um, And I understand it because when you are, it's it's one of those, from what I've read about the situation, it seems like one of those situations where this is something that even one of the, uh, the dance, the dance team captain, she was interviewed by WOWT and she said, you know, when we originally thought of this idea to do this dance team, nobody supported us, not students, not administrators. Nobody wanted to help us start this dance team um, or, or help us fund it or help us do anything. They wanted no parts in it. They made it very clear that we would have to do this for ourselves, by ourselves, if we wanted a dance team at Coleraine High School. And so that's what we did. We pulled resources from our parents. We had people volunteer and do what they needed to do to build up this team. And now you're telling us that all of our efforts are going to be usurped because of certain technicalities with us, you know, coordinating with, um, you know, the band, the school band and, and, and the sports teams to do certain showcases and stuff like that. Like one of the parent volunteers also did an interview and she said that, you know, the way they've treated the dance team at Coleraine High School has been, you know, very standoffish, very much so like with no priority or urgency about the importance of the team. She said that they had, you know, showcases scheduled last minute. And if sports teams were unable or like members of a sports team were unable to, you know, come to these showcases or be in attendance that it would just be canceled altogether. And so, you know, they the the practice and the work that they put into creating the dances and stuff would go to waste because nobody was prioritizing the dance team. And so it just is a slap in the face to everybody who, like I said, funded. Nobody the school didn't help them pay for uniforms. They didn't help them, you know, 
structure this team or this club at all before now. And now the people who have taken the time to build this up are being ousted. They are, you know, being robbed of the opportunity to be proud about something that they built. It has a very, like, imperialistic spirit to it. And I get their frustration. It makes it makes sense to me. I get why. Because now they're saying that, you know, they're trying to... Now that they want us to become the the official drill team or whatever, they want to choose our music, which, you know, when they didn't care, they didn't care what music we danced to. But now they want to choose our music. They want to tell us what we can and cannot wear. They want to tell us what we can and cannot do in regards to, you know, the dance, like how we do conduct this club that was self-ran and self-funded. They want to make all of these major decisions about a club that they didn't care about in the first place. It's an interesting it's it's an interesting thing and and I think that it's worth talking about. So if you want to talk to me about it, 513-749-1230. If I can, I I'll see if I can reach out to somebody um who would like to talk to me about it. I am in for Lincoln for the rest of this week. So I'll see what I can do. But I, I wanna hear more about where this came from, you know, in in in, in why is such a passionate issue? Because I get it. But I want to hear from these students, especially the dancing captain. It just it seems like there's a bit of discrimination going on here. I ain't gonna lie to you. The dance team is made up of mostly African American female students. I I I'm just curious to see what's going on here. And 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 what the motivations are behind this. Cause if you didn't care about the dance team before, why do you care now? Just curious. I got to go to this break. When I come back, I'll talk to Lady C, who's in queue. If you want to talk to me once again, 513-749-1230, and we'll get into it. It's 1230 AM, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Twelve thirty a.m. The buzz of Cincinnati. Your talk station. You're listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy. You did hear me correctly. I will be filling in for him for the rest of the week. Ain't nothing wrong with Lincoln. I promise. <laughs> he ain't sick or or shut in nowhere. He's just on vacation. If y'all pay attention, usually around the end of the year, Lincoln be having to get rid of his PTO. He don't want to waste it. So what he does is he takes off like a week or maybe like a few days here and a few days there he'll probably do it again in december around christmas time that's just typically how this goes so it, there's nothing wrong with lincoln at least he didn't tell me it was nothing wrong he just said that he was gonna be gone and so that's all i got if you want to ask lincoln yourself you know how to hit him up but anyways i'll be until friday um and i got a lot to talk about i got a lot to talk about uh beginning of the show i talked about um just update with the Jalen walker case after those eight officers were not indicted for his shooting death they are back on active duty um and i just i I shared that i wasn't fully familiar with the story when it first broke i think i just heard the name i heard some of the circumstances and then in my black mind i went yeah that's another one of them situations that you just don't want to partake in right now raven because you know what you know what that is it's another black police shooting and you know the emotions that come with that. Just acknowledge the name, acknowledge the headline, and then move on. That I think that's what happened for me at the time. But 
after this update, I had to kind of do my research and read up on it and reading the circumstances. I just have to I have to ask the question, how excessive is too is too excessive? This was supposed to be a routine traffic stop. Police claim that he, you know, shot at them during the 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 the, the chase. He failed to stop. A, a chase ensued, a car chase ensued on the highway and then on main city streets. Um, they claim that he shot out of the car at him. And at some point the car slowed. He jumped out the passenger door and started running. They chased after him. They deployed um, stun guns, which didn't work. And so after they claimed that he reached for his waistband, they proceeded to fire shots. He was shot 46 times and of course died from his wounds. Um, and then after the fact, they say that they found in plain view on the driver's side seat, uh, uh, the gun, a uh, full magazine, and a gold wedding ring. And and my my question is, how excessive is too excessive? I understand that if you are con- you are an officer, you are trying to conduct a police stop. The person doesn't stop, and you feel they have shot at you at this point during this police chase i can see how you can say okay i fear for my life this person is clearly armed so i have now the legal right to use excessive force i can see you saying that as an officer i can i can understand that somebody has already has already showed you that they are willing to shoot at you as the officer of the law and so now i do feel as though i need to take more precaution in preserving my life i get that my only question is, how can we get to a situation where or get to a point with law enforcement where we don't have to see this same ending? Because the, at the time that he was shot and killed, he was not armed. He was running away. He did not pose a threat at that time. At that point in time, he no longer required excessive force. There were multiple officers on the scene, multiple officers involved in this chase. Once he left the vehicle, why didn't at least one officer do their best to stop the vehicle and then search the vehicle as everybody else was conducting the foot chase? Why didn't somebody stay behind to check and search the vehicle? Because they said that the gun was in plain view. It was sitting right there on the driver's side seat. So why not look at that radio to the other officers responding to the altercation or whatever? Hey, we found the weapon. So to let all the rest of them know, you don't have to proceed with excessive force. As this man is running away from you, you don't have to assume that he's armed. We found the weapon. I think it would be a bit of a reach to assume that he left one weapon in the car and still had one on him as he was running. I think that's kind of a reach. Why would you assume he had more than one weapon? It was only one guy in the car. I don't know. I want to, I want to, matter of fact, thank God for, for being God and, and, and provide me with this opportunity. Cause I want to talk to Lisa Baker from Crime Stoppers. How you doing, Ms. Lisa? Good morning. Good morning, Raven. And that is a great question. Like at what point is excessive yeah. enough? What I'm not clear on is how many rounds took effect when, 
you know, what, what their shooting capabilities were mm-hmm. like. And people do have more than one gun. Sometimes you, you get people, you've seen on the news where you get this guy and he got two and three guns. People do have more than one gun. I guess the other part that I would like to say is, what does it look like if you let him go, you let him get away, because as you say, he's running away, and then he kills an innocent bystander. You know, he shoots and kills an innocent bystander and takes another car, and the police, you know, didn't didn't pursue him. So it's just a lot of factors that go into that, and I just I thank God that in these 33 years I've never had to make that split-second mm-hmm. decision. And, uh, I mean, it's just a hard one that, you know, most most of the policemen I know don't want to find themselves yeah. in that particular position. And what I tell my nephews and my brothers and, you know, I don't have sons, but what I tell them is, hey, you're not running. Don't, don't. Face the consequences. It, it is what it is, you know. And as police, we do expect people to run, but what we don't expect is for them to be shooting at us, you know. Mm. Well, it's a lot, and it's, it's, it's going to be a great topic for you today. So more locally, what I wanted to talk about is police. They're searching for Antoine Taylor. He's in Pleasant Ridge. He's wanted on not one but four counts of inappropriately touching women in the Pleasant Ridge area. He's only 22 years old. And he has braces, so I know he got people that care about him because braces are not cheap and they are not free. So this is Antoine Taylor, male black, 22 years old, wanted in the District 2 area in Pleasant Ridge for four counts of sexual imposition, accused of touching women against their will. Jesus. And if anyone has any information on where this 22-year-old person is, give Crime Stoppers a call. 513-352-3040. His picture is on WLWT, and he's on our website. I appreciate your call today, Miss Lisa Baker. Have a good one. You as well. She makes a good point. She makes a good point. I can understand. Like, And somebody on the Facebook Live said as well. And you make a fair point. You could, I guess you could assume that there is more than one gun. You could make that assumption. I feel like it's a reach, but you could you can make that assumption. We've seen, like she said, we've seen stories like that before where there were multiple guns in the in the vehicle or wherever was searched or whatever. So I guess you could make that assumption. Also, I guess you would have to consider what she said, which is if if we don't pursue what if he is a actual danger to, you know, the rest of society and he does go off and kill somebody? But my thing is still is is still that like and, and of course we, we find out a lot of, of the details about it after the fact. And I got up to this break in a second, so I will, but we find out of a lot of things about the person, about the quote unquote suspect after the fact to kind of build a a, a an understanding of the the context of a situation. You know, after the fact, we can't understand from his family and his friends who love him and know him personally that he's not a dangerous, not typically a dangerous person. That, you know, he is not somebody who leads a life of criminal activity. He, he, you know, he was going through something at the time. Somebody on the Facebook Live asked the question, why did he take off his wedding ring? Likely because he knew that he would probably get killed. And that's a sad reality to come to. But he probably just knew. That 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 kind of a move sounds like something somebody would do when they know they about to die. 
which again is a as a as a it's kind of a, a, a that's not even an assumption at that point that is a a a, a an informed guess an, an estimated guess a calculated guess because you're black and and you and you shot at a police officer and they're chasing you you can kind of assume at that point you're probably gonna die but i hate that that's the assumption or i hate that that's the circumstance because at the time he wasn't he wasn't a, a, a he didn't pose a threat to anybody he was clearly petrified expecting his own death And I'm not even saying that he shouldn't have been pursued. He definitely should have been pursued because he broke the law. But how excessive is too excessive? I think it's a bit excessive to shoot him 46 times in the back as he's running away. I think it's a bit excessive to, to shoot to kill instead of shooting to injure. Is that not a thing? Why shoot to kill if you can just shoot to injure and then you can put him in cuffs and get him, you know, medical assistance and then haul him to jail so he can face the courts for the crimes that he's committed. I don't know. It's a, it's it's complicated. I want to hear more of your, of your thoughts, though. I promise, Lady C, when I come back, I'm going to you first so I can talk to you. I got to go to this break. It's 1230 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. a.m. the buzz of cincinnati your talk station you are listening to the lincoln west show with raven mundy if you want to get in and call me and talk about anything i'm talking about the number is 513-749-1230 i want to get into some other news somebody asked me you got any light topics to talk about i mean it ain't a whole lot of light stuff going on but i can get into a few different things but first i do want to get in to this story about an off-duty pilot who has been charged with 83 counts of attempted murder after he allegedly tried to turn off the engines during an Alaska Airlines flight. The San Francisco-bound flight from Everett, Washington, was scheduled to fly Sunday before it was redirected to Portland after a, quote, credible security threat related to an unauthorized occupant in the flight deck jump seat. The airline told the news outlet that the suspect allegedly tried to pull the fire extinguisher handles on the engines. But the flight crew intervened and restrained the suspect before handcuffing him to his seat. Federal officials identified the suspect as Joseph David Emerson, and he was taken into custody after being charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. The Multnomah County Sheriff's Office said Emerson also faces 83 counts of reckless endangerment, one felony count of endangering an aircraft and i believe he also is facing a misdemeanor the airline also said that the off-duty pilot was scheduled to fly a 737 aircraft with a crew in san francisco emerson was sitting in the flight deck jump seat when he attempted to quote disrupt the operation of the engines a rep from the alaska Airlines said that the plane's engine power was not lost during the altercation between emerson and the flight crew passengers were also aware of the emergency when they were informed that the aircraft would land in portland 
One of the uh, passengers, she says, we didn't know anything was happening until the flight attendant got on the loudspeaker and made an announcement that there was an emergency situation and the plane needed to land immediately. About 15 minutes later, she got back on and said that there was a medical emergency. After we did land and the gentleman was escorted off, the flight attendant got back on the speaker and said, plain and simple, he had a mental breakdown. We need to get him off the plane immediately. But just imagine, like imagine being one of them, one of them passengers on that flight and then you get to where you're going. And then you, you see this on the news that I was on this plane with this off kilter off duty pilot who was this close to the cockpit and he know what he doing because he's a pilot this man tried to really take us all out the game all 80 some of us out the game and by the grace of god this flight crew saved the day man listen i ain't never in my life been afraid to fly i actually love to fly it's one of my favorite things about traveling it's one of my favorite things about traveling and I always get a window seat because I love to like, I love takeoff. I love landing. I love when the plane finally reaches altitude and you like up there in the clouds, especially I love flying during the day most of all, because you see everything in the daytime. But like when the, the plane reaches altitude and it breaks through the clouds and you see the sun and all the fluffy, white, like it's my favorite part about traveling. I love to fly. I couldn't imagine how I would feel about flying after being one of these passengers. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'd have been this close to death and not even known it. It's got to be, got to, got to put some things in perspective after you get off of that flight, I'm sure. I'm actually up on another break. So I'll take this quick top of the hour break. It's a news break. I'll be right back. And then I'll talk to Twin. Twin is on the line. So I'll talk to him. If you want to call me, 513 749 1230. It's 1230 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You are listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him for today and the rest of the week is Raven Monday. And I'm going straight to the phones. Let's talk to Lady C. How you doing, Lady C? Um, hi, Raven. Um, Raven, I want to say to you first, it's always a breath of fresh air to hear you, to dialogue with you, and for you to be on the air. It's it's, it's just, I listen to you on Saturday mornings. I don't call in because normally you're right on point. <laughs> I like I like to listen. And so it, it's always nice to hear you. So thanks for being there today and filling in for the week. We we are definitely tuning in. Um, the second thing, I, this is three things. That was the first. The first, uh, second thing I wanted to say to all the people who supported me through my ideas, Sister Iris, Sister V, Sister Kelly, uh, Pastor Sonny James, uh, people that called, and Miss Sister Sabrina, uh, Linda, just all the people that really said something's not right here. Uh, just know that something was not right there, 
and it's being worked on, and I can't say anything else. I wish I could say more, but when I can, I will. So just thank you, and just know that it's in the works. Um, I want I wanted to be told, and um, so with that, I'll leave it at that. So next thing, this case right here, you, you, um, I don't understand. I just will never understand people, officers, police officers. Why don't they train them to be peace officers first? You set them up to for these kind of situations to happen when you don't instruct them. You are peace officers. When in in America we never get peace. We never, and that's why I have a problem with Biden. You know, he's funding these wars. I don't think the man has ever ever said the word peace. And, and, and that trickles down, even with officers. I want them to be peace officers in any situation. When you bring peace, everybody leaves whole. Everybody, even if, even if the person that's, that's doing the crimes or the problem, if you bring peace to them, their situation, their lives, whatever they're going mm-hmm. through, you get a better result than shooting a man 46 times to where you had to kill him and that's only the bullets that got that like got him they were shooting at him i think they said that the actual number of rounds was like 90 and they Uh, got him 46 times unbelievable with one human being eight officers that nobody found any peace in that situation on how to solve that it's it's blazing guns first chasing after cars to where you injure innocent people there's no peace in the police department. And I just, it's so simple. You have everything, everything to back you up. You have guns, you have tasers, you have backup fellow officers, you have mates, you have uh, flashbangs, you have uh, handcuffs, you got billy clubs, you got all this stuff, and yet you find no peace. I just don't, I will never understand it. Average citizens can do jobs better than police officers because they come with peace. If you got a problem, let's just work it out. Let me handcuff you. Let me solve it. Take you to court. But I don't have to come with my taser out and, and, and my gun on my, my hand on my gun when I'm just trying to just leave home without all of this. Now, those eight officers, they're traumatized. They're under scrutiny. They got to be raked over the coals. They got, it, when you just could have brought peace to the man, you didn't have to get out of your car. You didn't have to chase him. You didn't, and, and people would say, oh, yeah, we did. It, it, somebody could have said, we, can, we, we, we got his license plate. We got his car. We ain't got to do it. He'll be back. We will get him. But as Mrs. Um, the Mrs. Um, Baker said, but let us no. see, and I and I, I get where you're coming from because I would love to live in a world where that is effective. I would love to, but somebody would say, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, somebody Officer would say, Baker just said it. Somebody could say, 
well, if they don't stop him and he is an actual threat to, you know, innocent persons, if we just don't if we don't stop him and he continues to go on about his life, that man, if he's an actual threat, could, like she said, carry out violence against some other innocent person or be a threat to some other innocent person. So police have a job to do and they have to address a threat when they see one. And then but why is the option also saying he knows he's in trouble? He's got common sense. Let him at least realize I got to stop. Something is going. This this is not going to end well for me. And so let him have common sense too, like you supposed to have as an officer. Uh, Forty six bullet holes in the man. Uh, it's just I just I I just I don't I can't stand our police officers. I just wish they were peace officers. If you bring in peace. You don't have end results like this, but we got police, and they just want to police folks. And it doesn't work. It didn't work for George Floyd, Brianna. It didn't work for Jalen. It didn't work for, it just doesn't work. But when our leaders at the top and captains and sergeants, when they, you know, just say, Simple issues can turn so deadly when you could just be kind and bring compassion and 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 say, you know, we're not going to harm you. We just want you to get your day in court. Uh, it's it's so much easier. But it, it, in America, we're we're supplying weapons to, for war. We're not even talking about peace. We're in the middle of wars, and it's. I believe it's going to hit America soon, but it's 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 the way they roll, and that's unfortunate that you know we just we 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 never find peace with the police. Okay, I'm done. I appreciate your call today, Lady C. I mean, I get where she's coming from, and I and I know that it's because of you know we've witnessed Lady C have her own like unjust situations with local you know law enforcement like we watched that whole situation go down with her not that long ago so i get why she feels the way that she feels she was a victim of what a lot of us would consider excessive force what a lot of us would consider you know law enforcement treating her inhumanely treating her you know in, a, in an unjust way so i get where she's coming from in the situation that she found herself in that we were all witness to she deserved to be met with a peace officer not somebody who was ready to just lock her up and throw away the key i get why she feels that way i understand it but i also understand that as an officer if you identify a threat it is your that's part of your job because it is it's protecting and serve being being protective means that you're protecting the general public so if you identify a threat you have to do your due diligence in protecting the general public from that threat i understand that concept i'm just aware of the fact that because of the the complicated and corrupted history that we particularly us as a people have with our police departments na nationwide that some of the, the 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 situations that we find ourselves in when we have to deal with police and police have to deal with dealing with a threat or dealing with a situation i feel like there has to be a way so that we don't always end up here there has to be some kind of, of, of refinement, some kind of reformation so that we don't always end up here.
if you want to talk to me and, and, and call me, call me at 513-749-1230. I will get into some other news as well. It's 1230 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thirty a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You're listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Monday on this good Tuesday morning. Um, I'm going to talk to Twin. Somebody said didn't Twin call yesterday? Probably. As a matter of fact, I think Twin did call yesterday. But Lincoln ain't here. When Lincoln ain't here, his rules don't apply. So if you want to call me, call me at five one three seven four nine one two three zero. Even if you was talking to Lincoln yesterday, when Lincoln ain't here, Lincoln don't run nothing. <laughs> I know. I know for a fact he gonna cuss me out when he come back. <laughs> but I don't I don't have those kind of rules. If you wanna call me, call me at five one three seven four nine one two three zero. I'm going to the phones and talking to twin. Twin, how you doing? What's up, Ray? What's up? What's cuz? up? Hey, hey, I like your rules. You get to call him <laughs> every day he ain't there. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Oh, I'm having fun with this one. Oh Lord. Hey, when he come back. Uh, I believe he comes back next Tuesday. We on vacation, something, Uncle I? Probably trying to get rid of some of this PTO for the end of the year. Oh Lord, oh, I forgot. I ain't know he ten million dollar man. He get PTO. Oh my God! Yeah, Raven. I can't believe Manuel yesterday, man. He flipped the strip on. He changed his. He was being sarcastic. The... He was being sarcastic. He wasn't serious. Oh, man, tell him to stop playing. I'm taking him <laughs> as he was for real. You really thought Emmanuel became a Trump supporter overnight? Hey, I don't know. Hey, he like these black folks. They, you know, they give you a couple of dollars. Hey, go on the air or go on the radio station or something and make these black folks change their mind. You know, you got a lot of black conservatives here flip the strip on you, the black community okay. in Cincinnati. Emmanuel is the furthest the thing from a black right-wing conservative. Man, it is what it is. You know how these folks is down here in Cincinnati. They're like that. I, I wish they would have had a subway, though. L station like Chicago or New what York. What do we need a subway for? Cincinnati is not that big, especially our downtown area. What do we need a subway for? I'm saying coming from, like, Fairfield, Westchester, and all that, and people uh, from Kentucky, it would have created a lot of uh, revenue for Cincinnati. You don't think? I, don't, I just don't think it's worth it. I think it would be a waste of money. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be if you, it, it won't hurt if you try, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, potentially it, it could be a waste of money. <laughs> that money could so. go to to way more important things. It sure ain't going to the black community. The money they do have. 
Right. So why yeah. do you think they gonna they gonna you know magically get some money to, to build a subway between here and Fairfield? I'm saying that back then, if they would have mm. did when they had the chance to do it, I think it would have generated a lot of money though. Especially the, when the music fest and everything else come through. Hey, you say that guy shot forty six times. That was last year, right? Yes. Year before last. Yes, it was twenty twenty two. Forty six times. My God. And then you notice. I don't know if you notice. Whatever. Get out more. But you know they used to have a sign on the police car say "Serve and Protect." You notice they don't have that no more. If you pay attention. Don't have what no more. You know that that sign they said we serve and we protect. Yeah. On a police car, you notice they don't have that on the cars anymore. I didn't notice. Yeah, I mean, I don't never really see. Have... I don't never see any kind of emblem on Cincinnati police cars no more. Decided a police but, car to say police. They say police K nine or uh, what did it say? Springfield Township Police Department. Mm-hmm. That's all they have on there. But it's a shame, man. Just like that preacher say, he prophesied about uh. Israel, and he prophesied it's going to come a time when it, it's going to come a time in a day that the police officers wish they had to put that badge on and that uh, uniform on. So it's going to come a time that it's going to be a gang that's going to uh, come together and they're going to form a group, a gang, and they're going go, they to go against some police officers for what the police, you reap what you sow, man. 46 times, the man ain't even have a gun, he was just running. You could have tased a man or did something else. Well, they said they tried to tase him, but it didn't work. Well, go get some more electricity, whatever y'all do. Quit tasing him. Just get the dogs out of him. You ain't got to shoot. What's that man that man? You you shot that man like he was a terrorist or something. Like he threw a bomb at y'all 46 times. And then the woman, she, she, God forbid, she opened the casket like he was in the till. She wanted to let the world know what they did to her boy. And that's crazy how they can just sit up there and then and they probably got acquitted for that, didn't they? Uh, they actually the the grand jury decided not to indict. See that? See what I'm talking about? And they pose a servant protect, but they serving I show them hot bullets to these black people. That's what they doing. And you wonder why America America's about to get hit with fire, just like Israel down there getting gunned down and everything. They about I'm telling you, God about to send a rap for all them governments. They've been uh, doing us wrong. Won't give us our 40 acres in the mule and reparations and everything else. Y'all go feel the wrath of God how y'all treat black folk. We can't. We, it's so messed up, Raven, that they messed our community up, bringing the dope and everything else. We was doing fine. So they brought that dope up and then d- doping our community and took our leaders out of our community. You know it. I tell Lincoln all the time, man, all the stuff they doing right now, it would have been a violation for these shorties out here shooting these little kids and everything else and want to leave your baby in the house and now your baby dead. And Man, it's crazy how it is. And the government know what he's doing, but they focusing on other uh, foreign lands. But you got trouble over here in America, especially probably a homeless, probably and then uh, the homeless and everything else. Y'all don't even want to look out for the homeless and everything. And But y'all over there sending $100 million to them Ukraine and Russia and everybody else. What y'all go do for America? And then people get out here and want to vote. Vote. It'll change your thing. See, that's, where I, that's, that that's where I got to stop you, twin. That's no, I got, no, that, man. Yes, no, yes, no, cuz. Yes, no, twin. Like <laughs> yes, twin. We cannot vote, be out stop. here. We cannot be out here discouraging people from getting out to vote. Because if okay. we continue to do okay. that, put we continue the, to see what we've been seeing for the last. Killing. 
put they name one of them politicians from Ohio, Illinois, none of them, and get up there, man, we got to come to some type of conclusion or whatever to stop how we go stop this killing in America. It's a shame how our babies down there. Now, one politician get on or do a commercial when they out there campaigning and say how they, oh, we're going to stop, cut the budget, we're going to stop abortion and all that. That's the only thing they say. That's why I don't get into that. If you're not talking the right game or whatever, try to help these kids out, fund these kids out of a good program, oh, we say education. How you say education when the woman, when you, when the teacher comes to school with thongs on or whatever and want to rape the little boy and everything? How is that education? Education, somebody. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be a freak. You getting off the rails a little bit. Come, come back no, home. Just, come back home. You getting off the rails just a little bit. Come no, back home. I'm just how politician is though. How they work? They they not getting up there talking about nothing. How they go help these little kids out, man? That's what I'm focused on. I try to preach to these little kids all the time. Man, don't do that, man. That's wrong. Do this, do this, and all that. You know, I try to. You know, be positive. Say you don't want to tell them about my story and everything. Like, dang, it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. I was like, Chicago ain't like how people portray it. It's called man your business, man. I say I know what certain areas I can't go in. I can't go over there to Lack King and all that because I already know I'm a G or whatever. I can't do that. It's called man your business, stay in your own lane. Chicago ain't like that. You can get it from here, Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Wherever. It's about man your own business. That's all. I hate to preach and stuff, but uh, you don't say that to me. You love to preach. Your favorite thing to do is get on here and preach. No, don't man, even because say the that. government just lied, man. Then they want to, they send all that money and come out and we ain't got no money. We go shut down the government. What y'all shutting it down for? Because y'all want to spend all the money and everything. Now y'all want to shut it down. If you quit sending it over there and everything, but they got inflation on this stupid food and everything. And gas has ass out here. Twin, you going off the I'm rails sorry. again. I appreciate man, your I'm call. I'm sorry, man. I heard this pre. I All appreciate right, Gravy. You. I'll holler at you, cool. <laughs> I appreciate you, Twin. Uh, by the way, I had to leave the studio. Uh, he didn't cuss on air, did he? No, he did it. Okay. Other than the A word he just said. Right? Yeah, he did not curse. Okay. He was preaching, but he, he didn't curse. Twin's so fired up. I love Twin. I really do. Like y'all be <laughs> y'all funny on Facebook Live, but twin do have a tendency to go off the rails a little bit. <clears throat> excuse me, to go off the rails a little bit when he get fired up. But I but I appreciate his enthusiasm because twin really just want to see a better world. He twin want what what everybody wants. He just a little bit more passionate. His his thought process is just a little bit more, you know, strung together instead of compartmentalized like the rest of us. But I love his passion. Twin got a passion for people. Twin got a passion for wanting to see better in his community. Twin has a passion for wanting to address, you know, the issues we face in America as a black people, as as citizens of 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 Hamilton County, as as you know, somebody who is familiar with the streets of Chicago and is not proud of the reputation it has. Twin just a passionate person. That's all. So I appreciate your enthusiasm, twin. If don't nobody else tell you, I appreciate your enthusiasm and your passion for your people. Going back to the phones, I'm going to talk to Rick Jr. How you doing? Rick Jr., are you there? Rick Jr. going once, going twice. All righty. I'll go back and get into some more news. Um, Something like, I don't even know if I want to call this like, it's just funny to me. 
But OJ Simpson is back on the news. He says that seeing Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes do their little handshake during Sunday's game, he said it turned him on. <laughs> he says, um, this is such an awkward story to report on because if I'm I'm not old enough to be super familiar with the with all of the details about o, the OJ Simpson case. I remember, you know, growing up in the early 2000s and and it's still being in the news in certain ways about what he did and and the the white Bronco chase and all of that. Like I'm familiar with some of the most iconic details about the whole OJ LJ Simpson thing. I ain't going to say I'm fully well versed in it, but I can kind of recall his history and why he's such a controversial figure. To remind any of you who have no idea, he was acquitted of slashing his wife to death along with a 25-year-old waiter, Ron Goldman. Um, he was a guest uh, recently on the It Is What It Is YouTube show with Cameron, Mace, and Treasure, who are... Uh, Cameron and Mace are are for our rappers like i wouldn't even i wouldn't say former because i don't know if they've stopped making music but i'm familiar with cameron uh from you know growing up listening to his music and mace i'm not entirely sure who treasures that baby wilson is i have no idea but apparently i got a youtube show um and he basically told them during the interview that he was a little turned on after seeing their celebrity handshake that was followed by a chest bump um, he said, I did, I did with a smirk when he was asked if he saw the blonde on blonde action. Uh, never forget, OJ has a thing for blondes. He said, I didn't know who the other girl was, but I thought it was uh, interesting. I was thinking the same thing you was thinking. OJ added with a huge smile. Their boulders were hitting each other, you know. It was a little bit of a turn on. And I just find it, it's 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 strange and creepy but just also ridiculously hilarious because it's oj simpson and knowing his history it's just kind of like hilarious it's it's kind of creepy but it's also kind of hilarious because there are a lot listen there are a lot of people who still maintain that even though he was acquitted oj simpson oj simpson did what they said he did there are a lot of people who still believe that I don't necessarily know if I believe one way or another. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him because the man did write a whole book talking about some if I did it. Didn't ain't, like ain't that the title of the book that he wrote? If I did do it, he wrote a whole book about <laughs> what like what what his feelings would hypothetically be or what he would have hypothetically done if he had done it. And I just think that's so like. Come on, bro. You are one of the only black men in history who got away scot-free if you did do it with murdering a white woman. It was a whole it was a whole like huge public just like spectacle. The Bronco chase is iconic. The Johnny Cochran saying in court, if the glove don't fit, you must like why would you bring more attention to this? Why would you even entertain the thought of writing a book called If I Did Do It? It's kind of hard to deny. All right, bro. Now you playing with fire. You don't you now you playing with fire. It started like you might have did something. 
And so I don't know if I was Taylor Swift, I would probably be extremely uncomfortable. One, because you sexualizing a moment that didn't have no business being sexualized. This was me being goofy with one of my football wags or wife, uh, a wag as a wife and or girlfriend. Um, but you know, I'm a, I'm a brand new football wag. I'm sitting next to a, a young lady who has been a wag for a while. And we just was kind of, we, because I go to the games now, cause my man is Travis Kels. I've made a friendship with this young lady and in the middle of, of, of my man and her man making a play that kind of helped the team. We did a little cute little handshake and it was, it wasn't never supposed to be sexual. It was a cute little moment. Uh, me and my homegirl having fun during the game. And now you're sitting up here as OJ Simpson sexualizing me. I just, I just thought it was funny. So that was my, my lighter story. Although I I don't know how light you would consider it. But anyways, going to this break, I will come back to the phones. I think Rick Jr. is back and Mr. Elia. If you want to talk to me, call me at 513-749-1230. It's 1238. Somebody said it's Kelsey. That, ain't that what I said? Or did I say Kelsey? My bad. Kelsey. My bad. But anyways, I got to go to this break. 1230 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Twelve thirty a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You are listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling up, filling in for him is Raven Monday. I'll be in until Friday. Um, from what I know, ain't nothing wrong with Lincoln. He just said that he wouldn't be in this week. It is the end of the year, so typically what he does is he takes off a couple weeks to get rid of his PTO. He don't really take no PTO time majority of the rest of the year unless he's like trying to go to a Bengals game or something. <laughs> but for the most part, he saves all his PTO and then he uses it at the end of the year. So I'm assuming that that's what's happening this week. Then on Monday, the incomparable Terrence Howard will be filling in for the Great Lincoln Wear. Um, I did catch your last show and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I wish he was on camera, but you know, <laughs> you do how you do. I don't have. I only have a face <laughs> for radio. <laughs> okay, if you say so, Terrence Howard. But Terrence Howard will be in on Monday, and then Lincoln will be back the following Tuesday of next week. Um, but I want to get back to the phones and talk to Mister Elijah and Rick Junior. Um, but first, I got to tell you about the five one three bus. It'll be. Um, at the Word of Deliverance Church in Forest Park today from 10 o'clock. Well, it was at 10 o'clock um, until 3 p.m. today. And tomorrow it will be at Pivot 360 in Colerain. Um, that address is 8735 Cheviot Road. The 513 Relief Bus is rolling through Hamilton County providing services residents can really use. The 513 Relief Bus delivers no-cost resources that provide stability. Um, it connects people to county services overcomes barriers and if you need it all you gotta do is visit 513relief.org to find them um and then this week again they'll be at word of deliverance they're there today from 10 until 3 p.m and then tomorrow at pivot 360 in rain that address is 8735 Cheviot Road. that's for tomorrow today they're at word of deliverance they'll be there, they'll be there until three i just want to repeat that so y'all didn't get confused but yeah that's where the 513 bus will be um for today and tomorrow and yeah i hope that if you need it you are able to make it again if you need more information 513relief.org is the website you want to go to i'll go to the phones and talk to mr Elia. how you doing good morning 
Uh, dear Raven, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Listen, uh, I got to give you this uh, review of how I heard you coming out of yourself and all, and your uh, review of uh, um, OJ's uh, book and, and his bringing it forth. I feel like that was very brilliant, uh, Raven. I had a chance to see your your intelligence as a young woman growing and, and doing your thing, and you, you really gave a moment of great light because at the time when he um, or they put the book out, I thought he was doing it at that time as a way of saying, since you all want to blame me and you're blaming me hard, but then this is how I would have did it. But coming down to a, a more pure moral strain, the way you put it, it was on point like, wow, somebody who's really not susceptible to doing them type of horrific acts. Oh, yeah. Why would you even be thinking about this? It, you know? <laughs> Why would you it's even be like, putting any thought behind doing something as heinous yeah, as this? Yeah, right. And, and that's why, uh, you know, when uh, the, the Most High in His wisdom says, uh, you know, those who love wisdom uh, love the right. You know, they love to be righteous because doing things right is so much easier than, uh, you know, making up and twisting things. So that brings me to the uh, young brother being shot. Nothing new about it, as uh, as Twin was saying, or uh, he was alluding to, and even blew up about it with uh, with a certain justified anger. And of course, um, my my thing is, and and I'm beginning to re- relate to it like this, uh, Raven, and that is, it says uh, in uh, Yah's scriptures of truth that um, before the great and dreadful day, he will send his servant Eliah to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers, et cetera, et cetera. And so I would like to think and know and have fidelity of mind knowing that that's exactly what I want to do because I'm one of the ones that's awakened and I get it. I see the trap that we're in, and I'm addressing it, you know, because we're all in our respective uh, rights and so forth. So um, the young man being killed like that 46 times, that was just a uh, signature saying, we hate you just that much. And yet when you take all the things that it takes uh, of the experience in this nation the 13th Amendment, that, that Amendment, as Pharaoh said uh, uh, a couple of days ago, why would you need amendments if you're already included? Which means uh, we have to get right to the uh, bottom line of it. And uh, it was uh, Dr. Francis Crest Wilson said, no matter how intelligent you are, if you don't understand the system of white supremacy, then everything else you think you understand will only confuse you. So what's being carried out uh, against the people who have been brainwashed and taught out of their cultural name and language, and they're beholding a nation that they came from and they have no idea and a war is going on over there, that's my job to say, uh, although it may seem inconvenient 
are nightmarish. It's my job to say, hey, you all, before we were Negroes, or the N-I-G-G-E-R word. And oh, Lord. Words. Can you spell that? Is he allowed to? Huh? Okay. I just wanted to make sure you was allowed to spell that, but continue. Yeah. And, and other denigrating things, um, it's um, for me to let you know, hey, before you were called all this, you have a name. And, you know, I can prove to you that the creator who made all things provided you with a way out, although he sent you away for your infidelity and so forth. Mr. So, Lai, I got to go to a break. All right. So thank you. That was right on time. And uh, I, I just wanted to share that little tidbit. And, and next time I want to I want to talk about the uh, the uh, Black Walk of Fame. OK, talk to you later. Thank you. Hallelujah. Appreciate your call, Mr. Lai. I got to go to this break. When I come back, I'm going to talk to Rick Jr. and Ms. Nettie. If you want to call me and talk to me, 513-749-1230. If I had time, I would have asked him about, you know, Palestine and, and Israel. But I feel like we just wasn't going to have a conversation that was worth having about that today. So we'll wait to another day. It's 1230 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. AM, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You're listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him today is Raven Mundy. I'm going to go to the phone to talk to Rick Jr. Rick Jr., how you doing today? Hi. Uh, good morning, uh, Raven. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to talk about two subjects. One was the one you started about the police shooting up in uh, northern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, that area up there, I mean, from uh, Cuyahoga County down to Franklin County, those police uh, departments up there in those cities have bad reputations. It's like Florida, New Orleans, those police forces, uh, they don't cut people much slack up there. I mean, they, uh, they're they pretty pretty hard on people. Um, and and another, another thing, they, uh, that what happened, what you're talking about the fort, the, the, the gentleman being shot 46 times, that's just another indication that these police forces need a better uh, pre-screening uh, process. Uh, I mean, together, I mean, they need to have a lot of tests, tests, and with along with the interview. And if and if the gentleman uh, or the lady fail that, even have a, 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 a CAT scan because I think they need to see if they any, have any kind of prescribed or uh, pre-settings in their brain toward. Uh, Shooting people. A lot of a lot of detector a lot of detector tests would determine what. Well, a lot of detector tests. You could ask them. Well, sure, you could you could ask them Did questions just... or, uh, uh, about uh, certain uh, situations. You know, like traffic stops. I mean, you, you could just let your imagine. I mean, you can just let your imagination run wild, and there's all kind of questions you can ask them to see if they're uh, coming up with the right answers. And if they fail that. And, and then you can give them the opportunity, well, okay, if you still want to be a police officer and you fail a lot of detective tests, well, can we do a, a brain cat scan and see if uh, if you have some kind of unusual, your your your, your cat scan reaction. I don't know about a cat way. scan, but I could see them possibly in, implementing 
a lie detector test. I, I, mm-hmm. I think that there is a, 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 a test that they take, like a psych evaluation. I'm not, I ain't going to speak on how, you know, effective I think that psych evalu- evaluation is or what the parameters are for it that, that or, or, or whether or not those need to change because I believe that it could stand some, some uh, reformation. But the lie detector test, I can see that. But a CAT scan, I feel like that's a little bit too invasive. Well, that, that that would be optional, and that's up to the individual if they fail that uh, the lie detector test, and they still want to be the police officer. Now, on to that the second uh, subject I was going to talk about. Did you hear about that? Uh, uh, the the uh, off duty power on that uh, plane that was landing in Newark, and he tried to uh, shut the engines down by turning on the fire extinguisher. He was an off duty pilot too. Yeah, I talked now, about that. Now, that, that's just, now to me, that's indicated. This, maybe this guy had been a, a marijuana user. Because marijuana, uh, that's a trouble with drugs. They have residual effects. And it causes you to lose the capability of making sound decisions. So who, whoever this gentleman was on that plane, he was sitting a jump seat up in the cockpit. Because uh, he, yeah. was, he, was, he was just, I guess, I think he was going to another airport yeah. to hop another flight. Cause he, he was, he was supposed to be part of a flight crew out of San Francisco. Now, ain't that scary? Yeah. So this guy, uh, not only did he... Uh, but uh, clearly he didn't, ma- he didn't plan on making it there if he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't planning on making it there. He was just on the, he had a alibi to be on the flight because he was expected to be somewhere else. But he clearly didn't plan on making it there. Yeah, I mean, this guy goes and turns the fire extinguisher on and shut, shut the engines down, shut one of the engines down. Uh, it had to be something, something. He had to be using some kind of drugs or something to affect his uh, capability of knowing right from wrong. That's what I was telling Lincoln. That's the trouble with, with, with marijuana. It has residual effects. That's the difference between using drugs and, and, and using alcohol. Alcohol uh, has very little residual effects. Like that. I dis, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think alcohol has way more residual effects than marijuana. But we're not gonna have that entire conversation because that's a long conversation to have. But even in that, like, I don't necessarily know if I agree that it's uh, uh it was a drug or a substance issue. I think it either was a mental issue or it was this man was just had some suicidal tendencies and he felt he saw fit to involve 80 some other people in his attempt at suicide i I don't know if i agree because i haven't heard any even reports of him being inebriated or intoxicated as of yet anyway i haven't heard any reports of that they they haven't given him a test i I guess that he's he's uh confined right now so you'll hear a a report later on as far as uh if he was high on anything any type of drug or anything but that's what it looked like that's what i was saying saying, well he's probably a marijuana user Mm -hmm. or something or another I mean, I know plenty of people who have been avid smokers, transparently myself, at one point in my life. I was an avid smoker of marijuana, but I ain't never tried to kill a whole bunch of people at one time. Or I don't even think I've ever really experienced any suicidal tendencies because of my marijuana smoking at one point in my life. I I just, it ain't, it don't add up to me. Like, I, I can't say that it's never happened, but I just don't know if that I could make that connection. No, the connection is it affects the frontal uh, lobe of your brain, if you smoke enough of that you know, for a long enough period of time, and and that that lobe controls your ability of making decisions, just just everyday plain old, you know, everyday common decisions. You lose that capability of making correct decisions. That's the problem with that stuff. I mean, it, it, it looks like it's harmless, but it, it, it can have uh, long-term effects to certain people 
if uh, if you uh, if it, it could affect some follow along like that. Possibly. I, I I would rather just wait and see if they say that it's drugs. I wouldn't really. I, I just don't think that's a, a a fair assumption to make at this time. But you you oh. might be right. You might be right. But I got to go to a okay. break, Rick Jr. Okay. All right. I appreciate your call. I'm going to go ahead and go to this break. When I come back, I will talk to Miss Nettie and Al. Um, And if you want to talk to me, 513-749-1230. I'll also get into a few other news stories as well before we get out of here. I got about an hour and 15 left. So if you want to talk to me, 513-749-1230. It's 1230 AM, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. AM, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You are listening to the, I was getting ready to wrap up, the Lincoln West Show with Raven Mundy. I'm filling in for him for the rest of this week. Um, He is out on a little bit of PTO time, and that's it. That's all. That's the only explanation that I have, so that's the one I'm giving. He out on some PTO. But I'm going to, right before I go back to the phones, I'm going to talk about one more story in the news. Um, I guess you could call this light as well. Um, There was, I think this has been going around since like, 2020 maybe 2021 i don't know at some point on the internet there was this meme that basically said would you rather take five hundred thousand dollars or go to lunch with jay-z it was this whole meme it was they asked this question would you take five hundred thousand dollars or have lunch with jay-z and there was a lot of debate about it um a lot of people were saying that of course, I'm taking the $500,000. That could set me up financially. I could use that to pay some bills off, but also invest in certain things that would be able to create more revenue streams for me. Like, of course, you take the 500 k A lot of other people were saying, man, you stupid if you take the 500 k When you could have you could have lunch or dinner with uh, Jay-Z and he could give you the kind of advice and the kind of financial guidance or whatever it may be for you to set yourself up for a life where you are earning 500k and possibly more so you it it was kind of like one of those debates where would you like a quick come up now with this 500k or would you like to learn the game learn learn you know some business from who a lot of people consider a business mogul and by certain standards he is he's a billionaire jay-z has amassed billions of dollars with his business with his business acumen so a lot of people valued his his wisdom over the 500K. Well, he has recently during a um, uh, a CBS interview with Gail King, he has finally answered the question, what he thinks you should do. He says, you got to take the money. Gail King chimed in and noted that many people would assume that having lunch with him would be more beneficial and help them make more than 500K on their own. However, Jay-Z went on to explain that if it was him, he would take the money too. He says, because you got all that in the music for 1099. That's a bad deal. I wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal. Take the 500K. Go buy some albums and listen to the albums. It's all there. So basically he's saying, y'all stupid. Y'all should take, for sure, take the 500K. 
and then go listen to my music because I'm drop I'm dropping gems in my music. Like I'm all the advice that you think that I'm gonna give you at this lunch. You really could just listen to my music and get all that same advice because I ain't gonna tell you nothing different than what's in this music. Go on about your business and take this five hundred k. And it, I just found it kind of funny because it was a it was like a, a, a heated debate almost when people were talking about this. There were people who were vehemently of the assumption that you are like ignorant you are stupid you don't have the mind or the heart for business if you actually think that taking a 500k up front is better than having lunch with the the great jay-z who has all this business acumen and wants to and has the ability to give you you know this this insider knowledge about how to become a self-made billionaire this man said nah take the money and go listen to my albums that's your best bet i don't I don't disagree because first of all, who even said that he wanted to give you, you know, all of this, all of this business advice during a, a brief lunch. Like when you have lunch with somebody, you kind of expect only maybe an hour or two of their time. If that, if it ain't like a quick little something, what do you actually think Jay-Z is going to tell you in an hour? That's going to change your whole life. Like, I feel like certain conversations you have to have concurrently, like one lunch versus half a million dollars where you could take that money and you could go and invest it in things that have nothing to do with any of the business that he's gonna tell you about in an hour it makes sense but i just thought it was interesting that he finally answered the question and said yeah even i'm telling you as jay-z himself you don't want to do the lunch with me you want to take the money and then go listen to my albums i thought it was interesting but i'm gonna go back to the phones and talk to who was here first i think miss Nettie was here first miss Nettie, how you doing I am doing fine. Greetings to you from beautiful Lincoln Heights. And to the real Terrence Hyde on the ones and twos. <laughs> and the Lincoln wearing his absence. And I, hey, guess what? I would like this 500K, and I'd like to have lunch with Jay-Z, too. So I want them both. I'm greedy. Because I'll pay some bills and everything else, but it would be nice to have it with him and Beyonce. All right? Yes, ma'am. So now, I just wanted to say hello to you today and thank you for filling in for Lincoln Beware. And all I just that's all I had to say. I don't have nothing else to say to hello everybody. How y'all doing? All right, and that's all I had to say, baby. I appreciate your call, Miss Nettie. You're doing a great job. How about that? I appreciate you, Miss Nettie. Oh, and Mr. Melvin says hello to you too. Hi, Mr. Melvin. Hi, Mr. Melvin. (laughs) He said he said hello. Alrighty. All right, you have a blessed and beautiful day. You Bye-bye. too, Miss Nettie. Bye-bye. I'm going to go back to the phones and talk to Miss Julie. How are you doing today? I'm well, Raven. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I, I wasn't really stationary, but I heard you call me out earlier. Yes. You, you said you wanted to, to hear. And I, I, I'm not really all that familiar with that case, okay. but, you know, to shoot someone 46 times regardless, it, it seems seems to excessive to me okay um i don't know all the details of that but yeah that that seems crazy to fire that many bullets well okay so let me quickly try to run it down for you because i did want to hear i know it's like a as a former officer of the law you have you know certain expertise that i as a layman don't have and so i just wanted to know if there is a point in using excessive force that you go in that they're like it's too far like how to how excessive is too excessive well Basically, i mean to shoot somebody 46 times and left they're firing like 
a machine gun yeah. at all these officers or something. And these are you all know, handguns. This is not like a AK-47 or a rifle or nothing like that. This yeah. is from multiple officers with handguns. Yeah, and like I said, you know, to, to shoot somebody 46 times to me seems excessive, period. Mm. I, and like I said, unless somebody's firing like a an automatic weapon at you, like an AR-15 mm-hmm. or an AK-47 or something like that. Like I said, I'm not that familiar with this, but from what I heard you say briefly, like I said, because I've been moving around this morning, and mm-hmm. it's really, um, it sounded like this this guy was it a traffic stop? Is that what happened? So and they were hit. trying to conduct a traffic stop due to some equipment issues or something like that. That's what it says in the report. And then okay, he so did it not was an stop. Equipment violation. Yeah, so equipment he violation. Had a tail light or something else. Yes, and he okay. did not stop. Um, the, a chase ensued on the highway and then eventually on some city streets because I guess he got off, off of an exit and turned into some residential areas or some city streets. Then the car slowed down at one point. They say that during the chase that he did fire a shot. And so that put officers on high alert. He The car slowed down. He ended up jumping out of the car as it was still moving out of the passenger seat, out of the passenger side. He ran on foot. They pursued on foot. And... um. At some point in the foot chase, officers say that they saw him reach for his waistband, and that's when the shots rang out, and they shot him 46 times. They then said after the fact, they found in plain sight his weapon, a full magazine, and his wedding band sitting on the driver's side inside of the car. So he was not armed at the time that he was shot. So, But they did assume at that time that he was armed, and so they felt they had the legal right to use excessive force. Well... Okay, so he he fired a shot. So he so he did shoot shoot his gun at the police officers, correct? That's what they're saying. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said that's what they're saying. Okay. I mean, if if somebody fires a weapon, that of course ups the ante, you know, because you know, like I used to, and I was a supervisor, you know, my, my objective was for well, I wanted everybody to go home safe, but you know, yeah, definitely my men and my women who who I was supervising to go home safe, I didn't expect them to use any excessive force, you know, and, and, and we never were going out. And they, they knew I'd be the first one to say, we're, we're, never, we're never above the law. We're not going above what we're supposed to do. We're out here to serve and protect first and foremost. Um, when, when, if there was a shot fired, I'm sure their antennas went up. But some yeah. people take that to the nth degree. If he if he jumps out of the car and he's reaching for his waistband, then you're gonna have to assume if you've heard the shot that he probably has a gun. You don't know if he's gonna fire any more shots. Um, somebody's running from you, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I would probably be inclined to to go after that person, try to take cover, and make sure that they couldn't that, that they're not gonna hit me. But if if somebody you know if they're if they're firing, if they're turning around, if they're re- reaching for their waistband. That ups the ante, but to, to shoot somebody 46 times. And that's my question. Like, is that, like, even if these did the, the, exactly how the circumstances are, was there a chance for a different route to be taken or even just less of a lethal force used? Because at this point, it don't even sound excessive. It sounds like lethal force. It sounds like at this point, well, we are I mean, if, already if planning somebody, to kill you. If somebody has a gun, or a knife, it does become a lethal. It becomes a lethal encounter at that point. Okay. Because you know, even with a a a, a, a bladed edged weapon is what we call it. There's a 21 foot gap that police officers all know. If somebody is with 20 within 21 feet of you, they can get to you and stab you before you can get your gun out of your holster. I mm-hmm. mean, so there's there's all kinds of things that we learn and we train for. Um, 
Now, like I said, it's hard for me to really speak on it. To shoot somebody 46 times, I think, is, is excessive. Um, you know, it sounds like all of these guys, and you said you thought that there were eight of them, because like I said, I would have to study up on the case. I was caught in because you, you wanted to hear from a police officer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it sounds like all of them just opened up on him, like, you know, just fired as many bullets as they had in their Yeah, gun, like they emptied the me, clip. They tried, they, was, they emptied the clip. And I feel like yeah. it, at some point, do you, as an officer, and that's why I reached out and I called out, as an officer at some point, are you thinking in your mind in these moments at all, I don't have to empty the clip. As long as I can subdue this person, I don't have to go to those limbs. Well, let, let me give you an example. There, there was a guy here, uh, and, and this is one that Ms. I can Julie, speak on. Ms. Julie, uh-huh. I'm going to put you on hold because I got to go to this top of the break, uh, top of okay. our break, but I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Okay. Okay. We'll come right back so I can finish my conversation with Ms. Julie about this situation, um, the Jalen Walker shooting and how these eight officers are now currently back on active duty we'll get back to that in just a moment if you want to call me 513-749-1230 it's 12 30 a.m the buzz of cincinnati your talk station